Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a radio show and podcast created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She comes from Madisonville, Tennessee, and uh, she's gotten quite popular. Our guest today is Alan Benton of world-renowned Benton Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. We were just talking about Emmy Sunshine, and Alan is a big Emmy Sunshine fan. In fact, they go way back, and Emmy's granddaddy used to fix Alan's TV, and they've all known each other for a long time down there in Madisonville. So we get to hear an encore food history story from Alan Benton, detailing his rough times and now good times as one of our premier East Tennessee food producers. Food historian Fred Sossman from Johnson City, Tennessee, has a story about the first time he ever tasted Alan Benton's prosciutto. Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knottsville New Sentinel, has a recipe from the author's grandson of the famous cookbook, The Joy of Cooking. We are so happy to have you sitting at our table today. We appreciate your good company. And now, let's hear our interview with Alan Benton from Benton Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. Well, I wanted to ask you about prosciutto. Yours is every bit as good, if not better, as these high-dollar European Italian prosciuttos. So well, what, what are you doing over here in East Tennessee, Alan, with your prosciutto? Amy, <laughs> when I first heard of prosciutto. I hadn't been in the country hound business long and I would get a few native European customers in. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first one that I ever heard. I had some native Spaniards. They lived in Miami. They weren't Cubans, they were Spaniards. Mm -hmm. They came with their family and their children are still customers of mine 41 years later. They still come here. I treasure having them here. They're an incredible family. But uh, they still live in Miami. And uh, they pulled up in my parking lot in a motorhome, and uh, it was a man, wife, and their children. And they purchased some hams, went out, and they stayed in our parking lot for about an hour or more. And they finally came back in, and they told us that they'd been eating that ham, and it made incredible serrano. Well, I didn't know what serrano was. I thought it must be some kind of a dish they're cooking. I had no clue what they were talking about. 
And, but they said they were slicing it paper thin and eating it just like it was. And I, I'd never heard of that. Of course, I'm, I was prone, at, even at that time, to slice bites of it and to, and to eat it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd ha- later I'd have people come in and say, this stuff makes incredible prosciutto. Well, I was just convinced that that was some kind of a pasta dish. <laughs> I was very, very backwards, had no clue. I'd never traveled and had no clue what prosciutto was. I think that's the majority but, of us. Well, but finally, mm-hmm. I can remember my children were young enough till they were all three in car seats in the back of my car. My wife and I had, were visiting a fresh market there in Knoxville. And I passed by the meat case and I saw that word. P-R-O-S-C-I-U-T-T-O as I passed by that meat case. And I took through three steps and it hit me. I thought, what was that? Could that be that stuff that these people keep talking about? So I backed up and I asked the fellow behind the case. I said, what is that? He said, that is prosciutto. I said, well, I'd like to buy some. And he said, do you want domestic or imported? And I, I was so backward, I didn't have a clue what domestic meant at that time, what he was even talking about. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I said, well, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, domestic is thirteen ninety nine a pound, and, and imported is twenty one ninety nine a pound. And I said, well, I certainly want domestic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, whatever this was, I wanted to try it. And I watched him shave what appeared to be a country ham. Took it out to the car and we got there. My wife handed the little paper back and said, you kids want to try this? So they handed the paper back up and it was all gone, Amy. We just laughed. I literally did a U-turn in the parking lot, went back in and told that fellow I wanted to buy a half pound of the imported. And I bought a half pound. I came out to the car and I tasted it. I said, huh. I said, my aged ham is better than that. My wife, Sharon, said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I said, that's nothing but country ham. And I said, I'm telling you, mine is better. I wouldn't let anybody taste it. I came back here, came back out to my business. I sliced up a little bit of my 12 or, I, I can't remember, I think it was actually about an 18 or 20 month ham. Took it home, put it side by side, and we t- I tasted it. And I said, mine is better. Well, my wife, Sharon, was a little skeptical, but she tasted both. And she said, huh, yours is better. I still didn't have a clue that I might market that, Amy. Uh, but we started using it at my house. I started trying to do a little research. How do you use this prosciutto? What do you do with it? And it became one of my three children's favorite snacks. And I kept some, you know, usually in the fridge for them, and they would snack on it. Their friends would come over, and they'd all snack on it. And when my oldest started to college at Maryville College, uh, she called me, she had taken back six or eight packs of it. It didn't have to be refrigerated, it's pretty shelf stable. And she'd taken it back to her dorm room. Well, about two or three days, she calls me. She said, Dad, she said, the kids in my dorm have flipped out over this stuff. She said, you need to be selling it. I said, well, Suzanne, there's no way that people are gonna buy that stuff. She kept on and she made me promise that I would try to slice one up and sell it. I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to buy this stuff. But the next morning I came to work and I sliced one up and packaged it into four ounce packs. And I sold it all that day, Amy. And I 
couldn't believe it. I thought, I can't believe people will buy this. So I started selling some of it, just sliced thin like a prosciutto there in my uh, sales ring. And uh, had no clue that it would be, you know, such a big deal for us now. We sell quite a bit of it. People come in and uh, we don't, it's really, we don't call it prosciutto. We just call it country ham, which it is to me. Uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to an interview with Alan Benton of Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams. After the break, we'll continue with the interview. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block off Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's West is now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just east of Calhoun's, a convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily, and Pie Day on Friday. Orders can be taken in person at both locations or by phone, operating hours 12 to 5 Monday through Friday and 12 to 4 on Saturdays. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpies.com. All butter, all the time. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table radio show and podcast. Broadcasting on the radio waves every Saturday morning from Knoxville, Tennessee at 89.9 FM and streamed live at WDVX.com. You can always listen to this show on your schedule at TennesseeFarmTable.com or check out our podcast. Now let's get back to our interview with Alan Benton from Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. I had a friend, he was a, one of my best friends I've ever had. I loved him like a family. Uh, he was a large fellow. Uh, his name was Eddie Griffith and such a, an incredible fellow. And he was sitting on my bench in his bibbed overalls. And I talked about this to somebody that came in from some other part of the country. They were all enthralled about it. He looked at me and said, huh, talk like you know all about that stuff. He said, I know how you raised. He said, you never raised that in your life. <laughs> I said, well, now, Eddie, you're wrong. I said, I've eaten that since I was a little boy. He said, Psh. I said, well, I did. I said, we just didn't call it prosciutto. We called it ham meat <laughs> and my grandparents we'd go out to the old smokehouse with the knife and shave a little off and get that and mm-hmm. they would give us a treat of that cured pork like that from time to time and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's I'm lucky that the rest of the world has discovered I, for a long time I fought a battle trying to get our name out there because people felt like if you wanted quality dry cured ham it had to be imported mm-hmm. and uh Amy, it was a it was a battle. In fact, a fellow, one of my customers in Philadelphia is called De Bruno Brothers. The buyer there, I ran into him in Oxford, Mississippi, and he said, "I want to buy this to sell through my case." And bought some stuff. Well, about three or four weeks goes by, and he called me and he said, "You know, I had to learn how to sell this stuff." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, people would come in and ask for prosciutto, and I said, "I got something I want you to try. This great ham from Tennessee," and he said they just turned their nose up, no, I want imported. And he said he finally thought, what am I going to do to get them broken from this habit? And 
he said they came, they'd come in and he'd say, I have something I want you to try. And he'd shave some up and let them try it. And they'd say, oh my, what is that? He said, only then would I tell them that it was a product from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I still do business with them to this day. Uh, uh, another place there in Philadelphia that's a good customer of ours is called Julia Silver. We sell them a lot of stuff today. They're a distributor there in Philadelphia, do a good job for us. Uh, but I had no clue that there was a market for such a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. now chefs have finally figured out that they can buy American-made country hams with a lot of age on it, and they are used very nicely just like you would a European ham. And Mm-hmm. Uh, we owe a lot of our success, quite honestly, to the talent of these chefs and the ingenuity that they bring uh, because they're the ones that got us the attention. I'm just mm-hmm. a hillbilly making ham and bacon. Uh, <laughs> Amy, all I'm doing is what all of us here in this part of the country were doing in the backyard, and I'm certainly doing it no better than my grandparents or most of their neighbors did it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I'm so thankful that our home state has sort of adopted us. Uh, for a long time, we were much better known in places like New York or New Orleans or Napa Valley. Yes. And in the last five or six years, it seems like our home state has sort of adopted our products too. And I couldn't be prouder because if people in Tennessee say this is good, they know what it's supposed to be like, then that's the ultimate compliment for it us is. for sure. It absolutely is. And you're probably the most self-effacing person. You don't toot your own horn, but uh, it's it's part of your charm, Alan, that you're not conceited, well, and it's it's really a pleasure to just know you and talk with you and see what you're doing. And Amy, I'm humble for a reason. What I'm doing, I just read that the founder of Chick-fil-A died, and they, he was yes. being interviewed a couple of years ago, and they mm-hmm. talked to him about what he had done and what he created. And he smiled and looked at him, and he said, look, what I do is not hard. He said, it's easy. If it weren't, he says he couldn't have done it. That's the way I look <laughs> at what I'm doing. I'm doing this no better than most of the, the, my fellow neighbors in this area have done. And uh, I'm very fortunate. I, like I said, I owe a debt of gratitude to every chef in the country mm-hmm. uh, that's used our products. It all started mm-hmm. with um, Blackberry Farm, our neighbor nearby. Yes. Uh, I couldn't repay the chef who came there named John Fleer. If yes. I tried, I couldn't repay Sam Bell and his family. Mm-hmm. If I tried, I owe them a debt of gratitude that's mm-hmm. mighty big. And there you have it, folks. Alan Benton from Benton Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. For information about how to get to his products or to listen to the show again or to share it, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the tab that says, Listen to the Show. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. If you don't have the Joy of Cooking cookbook on your bookshelf, it's more than likely you know somebody that does. 
The book was created in the early 1930s by Irma von Starkloff Rombauer, and for the first few years, she sold that book from her home. Its official print date was in 1936, and since then, it's been revised eight times and still remains a go-to book for many culinarians. More than a decade ago, I was privileged to interview Ethan Becker, the grandson of Irma Rombauer. He talked fondly about his mother, Marion, and his grandmother, Irma, recalling the many times he served as their guinea pig while they tested the recipes. He declared the bread section as his favorite. Becker resides in Von Orr, and he's the creator of Becker Knife and Tool, but he's remained hands-on with the cookbook publication, overseeing a revision in 1975 and again in 2006. That edition celebrated the book's 75th year in print. There are more than 4,500 recipes in the book, so it's definitely not easy to declare a favorite. But since the bread section was his favorite, and this orange bread has definitely served my family well over the years, I thought I would share it. To prepare, you need to preheat the oven to 350 degrees and grease two loaf pans. In a large bowl, whisk together three cups all-purpose flour, one tablespoon baking powder, and a half a teaspoon of salt. Stir in tablespoon of grated orange zest and one-half to three-fourths cup sugar. The larger amount of sugar that you use, it will create more of a cake-like product. In a separate bowl, beat together one and a fourth cups milk, one-fourth cup orange juice, one large egg, and two tablespoons melted vegetable shortening. Now at this point, if you want to add some walnuts or pecans, go ahead. Then you pour the liquid into the dry ingredients and stir just until it's barely blended. Pour the greased loaf pans and bake about 50 minutes. Let cool before removing from the loaf pan. This bread is great with a cup of coffee in the morning, and it's great to send to your, with your children's lunch. It's just great. This is Mary Constantine for the Tennessee Farm Table. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. And now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. Fred is a food historian and author of numerous publications featuring Appalachian foodways, he also has produced several documentaries on Appalachian food producers and foods, and he's also a professor at ETSU where he teaches the foodways of Appalachia. 
we like to call the segment of this show Seasons Eatings. I first tasted Alan Benton's prosciutto in a pasture field in Oxford, Mississippi. The thinly sliced, dry cured ham was piled on a plate with no adornment. It didn't need any. I ate it just the way it was. Since that night almost 11 years ago, I've followed Alan's ham and bacon curing career with pride. His own personal humility almost hides the fact that he produces some of the best cured pork on the planet. Alan cures meat the way his grandparents did in Scott County, Virginia. Madisonville, Tennessee, where he operates now, is a tiny town, but for pork fans, it's a world capital. Alan Benton is one of Tennessee's finest ambassadors. We found over 30 restaurants in New York City that are using some version of Alan Benton's product line. Alan's Tennessee prosciutto rivals any Italian variety. Like many Appalachian foods, the main ingredient is an investment of time. I've eaten Alan's prosciutto that has been aged as long as 16 months. It's fully cured, safe, and requires no cooking. When I'm not eating it straight out of the package, I like to wrap it around slices of cantaloupe. Where I grew up in Greene County, Tennessee, we called it muskmelon, even mushmelon, and we always salted it. So the combination of salty ham and sweet melon is a long-standing food memory. The procedure is simple. Cut the prosciutto into strips an inch wide or so, cut the cantaloupe into cubes, and wrap the ham around the melon, securing it with a toothpick. Sometimes I might add some freshly ground black pepper. And to expand on the Mediterranean meets American South theme, for this summertime appetizer, drizzle on some extra virgin olive oil from Georgia. That's right, Georgia. In 2011, Georgia Olive Farms harvested the first commercial crop of olives grown east of the Mississippi River from their orchards near Lakeland, Georgia. You'll find Georgia Olive Farms olive oil at places like the Three Rivers Market in Knoxville. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you by listeners just like yourselves. We want to say thank you so much for your support of this type of community broadcasting. And if you haven't done so, or if you feel so inclined, you can make a tax-deductible donation at any time at WDVX.com. Thank you so much. This is Bill Claybo with Foothills Land Conservancy, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on Tennessee's own WDVX. And now it's time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. Now let's hear from Emmy Sunshine. We're so proud of her. She's an 11-year-old Madisonville, Tennessee, singing wonder. She's going to sing her song, My Time to Fly. There are 
We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.